0: So in case you hadn't noticed, it's September. I mean, what is all that about? Time can be hard to get our heads around sometimes, can't it? We, a few of us were speaking at the meeting on Wednesday and some of us were saying, wow, where has this year gone? Like where's April to August gone? It's just zoomed in. And then others of us were saying, no, it doesn't feel like that to me. It feels like it's been a, it feels like it's been a drag. I mean, this the, today is is week number 25 of these YouTube church at home services. So, so next week it'll be like a half a year of Sundays we'll have been doing this and we can get confused. Is this your racing in or is it just dragging on and on? Time can be hard to figure out. When we're reading our Bibles, time can be hard to figure out. It's hard sometimes, probably some passages more than others for us to get a sense of the timeline of what is unfolding. And we can often miss that and misunderstand it. And if we miss the timeline, some of the dates, then we can actually often miss some really important lessons that God has to teach us in this passage. When we come to Ezra chapter 5, we need to take note of the timing. So just to recap a little bit what's going on in Ezra, God's people who have been in exile are returning to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple and the city walls. It's a huge moment in the history of God's people. And we looked two weeks ago at the work beginning, then putting the foundation stone in. Last week, we realized that they encountered years of, of opposition from those who weren't happy with what was going on. And that culminated in the last couple of verses of chapter four. So I'll read from uh, second part of verse 23. Follow along, if you can. It says, "They, these people who were against what God's people were doing in building the temple, they went in haste to the Jews at Jerusalem, and by force and power made them cease. Then the work on the house of God that is in Jerusalem stopped. It stopped this great work that that God had called them to, that God had opened the way for. They they had to encounter about six years of opposition and after that, the work stopped. Now, when I'm reading the Bible, sometimes I can read it a bit like this. Uh, The work on the house of God that is in Jerusalem stopped and it ceased until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Then on to chapter 5. Now, the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, the son of it, and and on and on, I can go. But if I'm running on that fast, I I can often miss the important detail here, which is the timing. This gap, this great work of, of God, which he's called them to, which has then been forced to stop. The work was stopped for about 10 years. 10 years so it's like 15 or 16 years of struggle in total. Five or six years of, of opposition and, and, and strife. And then 10 years uh, from 530 BC to 520 BC, this work stopped completely. Of course, God was at work in other ways during that time. But I, I think it's fair to assume that, that God's people must have wondered in that day what was going on. Why is this happening, God? Why has this task that you've called us to been stopped like this? You know, my family, God, we're caught up in in, in this plan that you were calling us towards. And and now, this work is in a mess my, my family circumstances are in a mess i don't know what the coming years are going to look like we, we've barely got the foundation stone of this temple in and then we're done for like a decade i mean think how long 10 years is i think these people would have been thinking god what is going on and maybe you're feeling a bit like that just now you think about where you're at in life just now, what you thought might come to pass and, and, and what it looks like in this moment or even as you look to the future, you think, God, what is going on? I want to say to you, dear friend, take heart. The story's not over yet. God's story in your life is not over yet. I know that's something you hear me say a lot, but it's it's true. It's, it's certainly true here in between Ezra chapter four and five. The story wasn't over yet and as we look to what unfolds in these coming chapters there's some brilliant lessons for us. Here's the main thing, the absolute main thing I want you to, to take away from this message is that God will always accomplish his plans and his purposes. God always accomplishes what he sets out to do. The work didn't stop forever on this temple. In 520, it was, uh, it was resumed. And then just four years later, in 516 BC, we read verse 16 of, of chapter six. It says, this house was finished on the third day of the month of Adar in the sixth year of the reign of Darius the king. That's how we can date these things so exactly. And we, we heard Effie and Sheila read the passage to us of the dedication of the temple and the celebrations that went on after that. And, and this, is, this is the main thing. Yes, there was a decade of strife, disappointment, over a decade, 15, 16 years, and then 10 years where this work stopped. But God wasn't finished. His purposes and plans always come to pass. And that is so freeing, so encouraging, so liberating for us. Now, just to make clear, when I'm speaking of God's work, God's purposes, God's plans coming to pass, I'm not just speaking of in the context of a church and the ministry that happens in a church. That's part of it. And of course that's on our minds just now, Sunday worship, what of this ministry or, or that ministry, what of um, baptism and, and the Lord's Supper, what about our vision to, to plant churches, where's that at just now and what about how, you know how can we share the love and the good news of Jesus, all those things are important but actually we don't divide that from the rest of our lives. That all those things happen in the context of our day in, day out, 24-7 worship of God. So when we think about God's plans coming to pass, it's about, you know, what you wake up thinking about. And and, and, and where is God in your mind and in your heart during each single day? It's about what what is he calling you to, be that your job or, or relationships? Who are you in investing in? It's, it's to do with the fun and the leisure that we pursue. How we spend our money. How we cope with the real difficulties in our lives all all those things the, the dreams that we have 10 years from now that's all part of it it's all part of what God is doing in your life and therefore it's all part of what he's doing among us in the community of God's people and I want you to know for us as a church for you as an individual in your relationships around you at this time God's plans and purposes will never fail He will work his purposes out. That's so freeing, so encouraging. It means that whether you're feeling lost or unsure, you can pray and say, God, thank you that you know what you're doing. Thank you that you're wise and in control and you know what needs to happen, God. It means that you can pray and confess your sort of finite wisdom and understanding say God I, I do not know what is happening here I don't know which step to take I don't know which turn to take I, I need you God I just need you so much I, I, and we can then and say thank you God that you've got this but also we can pray for guidance God just light the, 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 the path ahead of me just one step at a time just one day at a time show me what it looks like to follow you well today today um, On Wednesday, some verses from Psalm chapter 43 came to mind. And I thought they might be an encouragement to some people in our church just now who are really struggling. And I think these verses tie in well with what's going on in Ezra 4 and 5, encountering the the opposition that God's people were. Psalm 43 says this, verse 32. Why do I go about mourning because of the oppression of the enemy? That's how the Israelites must have felt in those days of opposition when the building has started. Might be how you're feeling just now. And then the prayer. Send out your light and your truth. Let them lead me. Let them bring me to your holy hill and to your dwelling. That's what we can pray that and countless other scriptures asking for God's help all prayed in the sure and certain context that God will accomplish his plans and his purposes whatever is right to be accomplished God will make sure it's to happen whatever churches are to be planted whatever ministries are to start up whatever your family needs God will provide for those things he will light the path ahead whatever confusion and struggle you're facing or we are facing As a church, God will make it clear. Whatever enemies' struggles are against you, He will sustain you. He will never let you go. Whatever children of God, chosen from before the foundation of the world, need to be brought into the family of God, God will accomplish those plans that He has already set in motion. He's got it. He will accomplish His plans. Now, that doesn't mean that when we participate in that, 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 we, that, we, make mis- that we won't make mistakes. Of, co- of course we will. We do not always keep perfectly in step with the spirit. Every day we need to pray for forgiveness and help for that next day it also doesn't mean when we say God will accomplish his plans it also doesn't mean oh well we can just then you know forget about it and do whatever we want you know God thank you that you've got that Um, we're at the remote now you know I can just chill out no that's not how it works the amazing thing is that God invites us in to what he is doing and he invites us to participate in that work it's just incredible we need to celebrate this week with our brothers and sisters from King's Community Church because they finalised the purchase of the old Aberdeen Exhibition and Conference Centre. It's an incredible story, it's a miracle. So who works miracles? Who did this? Who brought this about? Well, it was God, of course, but that doesn't mean that Kings weren't intimately involved in it. God drew them into that work. In the video where they announced this uh, to the church, um, I'll put a link to the video in the description, Um, Pastor Ian Duthie shared that about four years ago God put 2 Samuel 7.27 on their hearts as a community of faith. So they set alarms and 7.27 in the morning and 7.27 in the evening they prayed for these words to become a reality and now we can see that God has accomplished that part of his plan for kings. And Of course, we pray in Jesus' name that that's not the end. Of course it's not. It's just the next new beginning for God's work through that community of faith. Father, I pray, do something wonderful through that church in Jesus' name. It's amazing how God drew them into that work. I have to tell you, I I felt a little rebuked. I've watched that video a couple of times now, and the second time it dawned on me some of you might remember about two years ago uh, we called the church to prayer over the summer and one of the ways that we suggested you could do that is by uh, setting an alarm daily and uh, praying acts nine thirty one over our church acts nine thirty one 31 says the church had peace and was being built up and walking in the fear of the lord and in the comfort of the holy spirit it multiplied now that alarm is still there as as an alarm on my phone, but it's not bleeping every day. I turned it off. I don't know how or when that happened, but I've I, I felt challenged to turn it back on again. So every day I'm gonna pray Acts 9:31, that, that that we would know peace, that we would walk in the fear of God, in the comfort of the Holy Spirit, that we would be built up, and that in that that Jesus church would multiply in this region. Would you want to join me in that? I just invite you to set an alarm, Acts 9. 31, if you want. God has work to do and he draws us into that. Now, a couple of ways in these chapters we see how this happens. The second of which I'm only going to mention in a few sentences, but I couldn't skip over it. But the main thing uh, in these chapters, asking the question, okay, God, God, God will accomplish the plans and purposes that he has. Yes, that's awesome truth. How? And, and the first thing is he does it by his word going forth. So the last verse of chapter 4 again. It says, uh, The work on the house of God that is in Jerusalem stopped and it ceased until the second year of the reign of Darius, king of Persia. Now the prophets, Haggai and Zechariah, the son of Iddo, prophesied to the Jews who were in Judah and Jerusalem in the name of the God of Israel who was over them. Then after the prophets have spoken God's word, then Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel and Jeshua the son of Josadak, then they arose and began to rebuild the house of God that is in Jerusalem. And the prophets of God were with them, supporting them. Years of difficulty, a decade of silence, and then God's word comes. And we don't have time to look at this in detail, but it's incredible if you go and look at the words that these prophets Haggai and Zechariah prophesied over Zerubbabel and Jeshua you can you can read about these words in the books of Haggai and Zechariah when you read the things that they prophesied over them you can see why that enabled God's people to rise up and to Begin the work of rebuilding. I'm just going to list off some of them just now. And as as they come up on the screen, I, I want you to see that you could pray these words, these realities. You could speak these realities in the spirit over your brothers and sisters in this church. You could find countless scriptures for every single one of these, and you could send a message to a brother or sister. You could declare God's word to your brothers and sisters in this church such that we might arise together. So here. Here's a few of the things that uh, Zechariah and Haggai prophesied over Zerubbabel and Jeshua. They spoke words of conviction about God's timing. They spoke words of strength for them to to rest in. Words of assurance of God's presence. Words proclaiming the endless resources that God controls. Words of bright hope and glory. Words of wonder about God's power. Words of truth about God's choosing them. Words of protection, strength and beautiful purity. Words like, not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. Words to bring confidence that nothing can stand in the way of God's work. Words of sustenance. Words to not despise the day of small things. Words to those who are far off that that they might come near to build the temple of God. Words of coming justice and mercy. Words of peace and restoration and flourishing for the people of God. My question to you is who could you share these truths of God's word with this week? Every single one of these and so many more, you could declare God's word to those who are in your life. It was as God's word went forth that his people rose up. We need the word of God in our life. Yes, we we have it here, but we better be reading it. We need to digest it. We need to share it with our fellow brothers and sisters in this church. And... We need to recognise that there are some who are particularly called to hear of God and to share of his word with others. In Ephesians chapter 4 it says that God has given the church apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers for the equipping of the saints to do the work of ministry. So so we need to pray that those with the gift of prophecy and teaching and shepherding and evangelism, that, that they would rise up in our church and declare God's word, but that we would all participate in that so that God's continuing apostolic work can continue to unfold even through Hillview Community Church and Contour Community Church. We need God's word may his word go forth among us that we might so to speak as it says in verse two there that we might arise and begin to rebuild the house of God. One of our elders was praying on Tuesday night and just praying saying, God, this is no time for us to be lukewarm. This is no time for double-mindedness or, or carelessness as we think about you and your word. We need to press in to what God is speaking to us and to him, to, to God himself. And, and note here that it, it doesn't it's not just that they were randomly dropping in scriptures these prophets it says there in verse 2 that the prophets of God were with them supporting them and we see how crucial this was in in verse 14 of chapter 6 it says the elders of the Jews built and prospered through the prophesying of Haggai the prophet and Zechariah the son of Edo they finished their building by decree of the God of Israel God draws us into the work that he has planned to do. Sharing his words, supporting uh, others in his purposes and plans, confirming the truth and the reality of the plans and the decrees of God. Even when it's not an easy season, even when there seems little hope, he always accomplishes his purposes. We need that reminder so we need his word to go forth. May God do that among us. But just very briefly as we close, there's another way mentioned here regarding how God accomplishes his purposes. Did you notice that I didn't read the whole of verse 14 of chapter six there? It says, they finished their building by decree of the God of Israel and by decree of Cyrus and Darius and Artaxerxes, king of Persia. His work is accomplished by the decree of God. We need his word to go forth and God's work was accomplished by the decree of these pagan kings. God drew them into his plans and purposes as well which is to say finally we need to pray for God's favour with those around about us. We heard last week of the opposition that came at God's people. Well, In chapters 5 and 6, it's not so much opposition, but there is some questioning that comes, some suspicion of God's people and an investigation that they're really allowed to do what they say they are. And and God's people, from verse 11 of chapter 5 onwards, God's people respond to this investigation, to these questions that come. They respond calmly, humbly, politely, but confidently making clear yes we are allowed to be here yes we've we've not done anything wrong yes we have freedom to do this work and king darius then into chapter six confirms that and actually ends up Increasing the support that they received to the extent that the scriptures say that the temple was rebuilt by the decree of God and by the decree of these kings. It says in verse 22 of chapter 6 that God turned the heart of the king to them, God drew them into his purposes. And we can relate to this. This is what happens with us as we're invited into work in schools. This is what happens as we're invited into D-side care home, as we're able to rent Cantor Village Hall. This is what happened in 19, early 1980s. Built, the building was built in 84 and it was after the council granted us a lease, a 99 year lease on this ground that I'm sitting on just now. It's, it's what happens with our funds through the giving of, of, of gift aid. It's the way that King's Community Church were enabled to purchase the AECC and and so many other ways and who knows what God might have in store for the future. He will accomplish his purposes with favour, his word goes forth, favour from those maybe who don't even know God, God can use them in his plans. You might be thinking just now God what is going on just like his people must have been feeling after years of opposition and then this 10 year lack of activity but God does not give up he always gets his work done as his word goes forth causing us to arise and rebuild and as he draws others even those who might surprise us into that work may that be true for us in his time and for his sake that his word would go forth that we would be granted favor from others to continue this work and dear friend may you be encouraged and take heart that the story is not over god always accomplishes his plans thank you god amen